welcome to the Reformed Dissenters. Thank you so much for watching or listening to us today. My name is Bruce Johnson, and I am here with Joseph Lassiter. Hello. And Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. <laughs> there he is. And uh, Joe and I are here in the great state of South Dakota. Jacob is joining us from back home in Pennsylvania. So don't forget, if you want to follow us on alternative platforms, you can go to our website, which is trdshow.net, to see a list of all the platforms that we are on. You can also email the show at trdshow at protonmail.com. Again, that's trdshow at protonmail.com. And I would encourage you to check out our website, like I just mentioned, for a whole list of other platforms we are on. If you're interested in hearing us do deep dives into some of the current events that we talked about on the show, you'll have to follow us on our pro-First Amendment platforms, pro-free speech platforms, such as Gab or Gab TV, Rumble, and Odyssey. You can find all of those deep dives on those platforms. So, the theme of the month... This week, as a reminder, is devotion to God above all else. So we will be trying to, to tie the literature of the month into that theme. And we're also going to be bringing up that theme throughout the things we talk about on the show today. So a little bit of a breakdown of what's happening on our show today. First of all, we're going to start out by talking about some of the current events of this week. A lot happened this week that I think you should be aware of. Um, Jacob is going to be breaking down, I believe, what's happening in Afghanistan a little bit. Be talking about that. Um, Joe's going to be talking about some interesting weather phenomenons that's been going on. Um, and I'm going to be breaking down some very interesting research that I found on the COVID-19 vaccine and more specifically alternative ways of treating COVID-19. But before we get to all of that. Um, oh, I forgot to mention Literature of the Week. Um, in case you are watching, this is your first episode. Literature of the Month is Knowing God by J.I. Packer. And this week we read chapters, uh, what did we read? 11 and 12 this yep. week. And I have written down 9 and 10, but that was last week. This week we read <laughs> 11 and 12. So before we get to all of that other stuff, um, we have to talk about the verse of the week. And the verse this week is Romans 12, 2. And it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I think this is really something that's important for all of us to keep in mind, not being conformed to this world, reevaluating every day, and I need to do this more often myself, reevaluating whether or not we are con being conformed to this world or we're being transformed by the renewal of our mind through Christ, through the Bible, through our reading of Scripture. And, that, and that's something that's really important. And I think that ties to the theme of the month really well, which again is devotion to God above all else. We want to be renewed in our devotion to God. And we want to make sure that we're not being conformed to this world and that God isn't coming second, but that God is first. We're devoted to God above everything else. Um, and so being conformed to this world, being like this world, thinking like this world is absolutely not being devoted to God above all else. So did you guys have anything else you wanted to add to that verse before we moved on? Okay. Nope. Cool. Okay, well, let's get into our current events segment. And to kick it off, Jake, do you want to kick it off this week? Sure, I guess I can. All right, so this uh, subject that I'm going to be talking about is going to be in a deep dive. So if you would like to hear that deep dive, go to one of our free speech platforms, Gab, Rumble, or MeWe. I don't know if we're on MeWe. Not MeWe yet, but that's a good platform anyways. <laughs> but uh, Odyssey. Odyssey, Gab and then, TV, and, and then Rumble. Odyssey. There we go. Yes. Uh, and the deep dive and the subject that I'll be talking about is what, what we should be thinking of as biblical fear. How we should actually be afraid. Or how not to be. How we shouldn't be afraid. Mm. And the headlines I would like to bring up and I'm going to be talking in a condensed, talking about a condensed version of what my deep dive actually is going to be. But uh, the two headlines I would like to uh, point out here are: election officials fear for their safety amid torrent 
of false voting claims. Now, the election voters and the officials are now afraid of people who want to uh, challenge the 2020 election. They think that we're going to be coming in there with guns and uh, they want to, and that we want to push our fair, free and fair election so much that we would kill to get <laughs> to get to that point. <laughs> they are afraid of us, people who want a free and fair election. Another headline, now it doesn't necessarily fit with election stuff, but it fits with the topic that I was talking about before about biblical fear. Uh, and how this this is a, an example of how uh, this is an example of how the left and how the the sinful people are using fear against us. Hmm. Now this headline reads: School board members says kids should not be allowed to commit murder by coming to school without a mask. <laughs> how did we know that? that? We knew that was coming. You, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you, if you come to school without a mask, you are considered a murderer. Oh my word! And they are making these children fear this. This, this is the fear that they are pushing. Yep. And uh, one of the verses I would like to bring up, and I will bring up more uh, other verses in my deep dive, but uh, a verse I want to bring up, and this is Proverbs one seven, which says. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but mm. fools despise wisdom and instruction. Uh, we, above all else, we have to fear God. Mm. And fearing yeah. God is the beginning of knowledge. Yeah, I will go more into that subject uh, at a, when, I, when I do the deep dive. So if you would like to hear more about that, Look for my deep dive on Gab, Odyssey, and Rumble. My other article, and actually a, a, there's a couple articles in this, um, but it's talking about Af what's going on in Afghanistan. Now, the US our U.S. military's weapons are now in the hands of the Taliban. In the quick move out of out of Afghanistan, we left behind billions of dollars worth of weapons, combat gear, and military vehicles. Uh, this information was revealed to us by multiple vid videos showing the Taliban raiding U.S. weapons stashes, but also the National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan uh, also revealed some of information to us as well. Jake Sullivan says that a fair amount of U.S. weaponry was left in Afghanistan and now is in the hands of the Taliban. Wow. This is wrong and poor planning on our part. And <laughs> I no do kidding. believe this is part <laughs> due to our president, who is half asleep. Uh, and how... Jake, Trump, plan... Trump's not asleep, Jake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, uh, our, right now our president is Donald Trump, but we have uh, acting acting president Joe Biden. <laughs> but um, but how this is this is not I do this is not information that we know yet. But this is what I would surmise. Don't quote me on this, but. I don't think that this is Trump. This was Trump's plan. Now Biden says that mm -hmm. uh, Trump did set in motion that we would be out of Af Afghanistan by a certain date. Yeah. But I don't believe that the plan that was put in place was Trump's at all. It could be, and if that new, and if that comes out, um, that it that this was Trump's plan, I will be like. Wow. Okay, Trump really didn't think through that. that right. That's surprising. Well, but, um, but um, did, and maybe you'll touch on this as well. But wasn't it true that a month, like the when when Biden was making this decision to pull out, or at least the people controlling Biden was making the decision to pull out all of our forces, 
and maybe I'll bring this up too, but wasn't it true that there were several intelligence agencies and people in high-ranking positions that gave him other plans and he specifically turned them down? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I don't touch on that subject, but yes, that, that is true. Yep. So essentially, um, essentially we're helping the Terraban out? Helping the Taliban, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and now... Now that they have our weaponry, now that they have our guns, this is uh, now that what's happening is now our fault. Uh, another article I have here is the Taliban is now going door to door seeking Christians and killing them. The Taliban is now using our weapons that we left over there and searching for these Christians looking at apps looking at Bible apps that they have on their phones mm. or anything that they've said online wow. or anything that they have, if they have Christian books in their houses, but, wow. and they are killing these people. Yeah. And the thing is, this is our fault because we're giving them the weaponry to do this. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. It, this shouldn't only concern us as Christians that we have, oh no, our, our people that have like-minded thoughts as us are being killed, but this should concern us as a nation. Yeah, yeah. We enabled the Taliban to murder. Yeah, we're, we're essentially co-conspirators or at least um, have assisted in that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And... Not only have we given the Afghanistan's weapons, but we have given them something even worse. We have given them wokeism. Hmm. Another uh, headline that I have is Biden prioritized LGBTQ agenda in <laughs> Afghanistan. Oh my gosh. Wow. America is trying to change the culture. I was trying to change the culture culture of Afghanistan by giving them our sinful ideologies. Mm. Yep. They have prioritized a lot of wokest things, feminism, yep. LGBTQ, pride, all of that. And it's it's sad, but also a kind of a good thing and this actually turns out not in our favor. But um, the the Afghanistans don't like it. They don't <laughs> like that we're forcing this and that we're pushing this. Yeah. But but we have. But also, while we were in the the country for twenty years, we have tried to change their governmental system. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but the culture of the Afghan of Afghan is a tribal culture. They have a tribal system put in place. Hmm. Now, the Taliban is one of these tribes, and the city of Kabul has a different tribe. Um, and so this is, and we've been doing this for 20 years in trying to change their system of government, hmm. trying to give them a government that we have right. here in America. And the Afghans don't like it. <laughs> And they, they don't really care to change. We have yep. built up infrastructure like roads and governmental <laughs> systems, and they have just let them go to waste. Yep. There are a lot of roads that we see now in Afghanistan that have been just left, left go, and they've turned into rubble, basically. And this, wow. is, this is very sad because... Sadly, America was not helping at all. Uh, a lot of a lot of people think that oh, for twenty years we must have done something good. No, it was it was not good. What mm. we did, it wasn't. We weren't helping the nation. We were hurting it. Yeah. We were not building it up. We were not giving them resources to thrive. We were just uh, the the saying give a person a fish and feed them for a day or teach a person to learn how to fish and you'll feed them for life. But, um, we, we just gave them fish. 
we weren't yeah. we weren't actually teaching them how to do anything. Uh, we 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 right. taught them well, how to fight. We taught them wokeism, but we we didn't help them. Uh, yeah. And with part other of, things. I mean, isn't part of that like we misdiagnosed what made America great, right? It wasn't that our governmental systems are so fantastic. I mean, they, they were, but that was a side effect. That's that's a symptom right. and symptom in this right. case being a good thing. I don't know if you're going to touch on this or not, um, but 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 the, the, the core thing that made America great and, and what we've lost most and why America's falling so quickly is that we were based on scripture. We were a Christian country. Yeah. We had principles, yeah. Christian principles, and that's what made America great. It wasn't our, you know, our system of government was wonderful, but where did it come from? Where did it start? Where did all the societal and cultural great things about America, where did they come from? They didn't come from us. They came from the Bible. They came from God. Those ideas were not our own original ideas. So yeah, trying to treat, you know, and, and, and do things without scripture and goodness knows that's what they're trying to do. It's going to fail. And I think, I think we're seeing that now, actually. Yeah, I love that. I love that point. I wasn't actually going to be talking about that point, but that, that is a really good point, and I think that that should be talked about. That this is the reason what made America great is its Christian uh, culture and how yep. it started as a Christian nation and how we brought everything under the dominion of God. Yeah. And but we've we've lost that and. It's really showing badly on all the other countries we are trying to help. Mm. And something I want to say here is that this problem is not only within Afghanistan. No. But other articles and videos show that other countries are, are having problems with this as well. Wow. With the wokeism and, and uh, the, the pride, LGBTQ, now are, are those... all of this countries that we've helped to that we've impacted or did they reach this on their own we we um they reached it um hmm. i i think they reached it on their own okay but um i i'm talking more so about embassies and mm. how we're currently involved in their culture and how we're currently involved in their governmental systems and things like that but um how the embassy in Jamaica is now flying an LGBTQ pride flag. And is that the U.S. And embassy? Still continuing the, the U.S. embassy, yes. Wow. Yeah, and still is continuing to do so. Wow. Uh, the Jamaican people are now in the streets protesting against this huh. flag. And the That's choice amazing. Of this embassy. That's amazing. They say that this flag violates their laws. Hmm. <laughs> but also, and more importantly, violates their Christian principles. Wow. Wow. It is how, really amazing how quickly that fallen. these people are standing up and telling the American embassy that this is wrong. <laughs> Some of these protesters went <sighs> on video and said that this flag promotes sinful actions. Wow. Yep. Well, you know, Steve Dace says all the time, you have a better chance of getting saved on the streets in China than you do on the streets in America. We've we've fallen that far. And again, I don't want to step on your toes, but um, we've fallen so far that you have a better chance of literally getting saved in another country. You have a better chance of finding solid Christian principles in another country than you do in America, which is so sad. Yeah. So sad to yeah. see. Last point I want to touch on is America has left its position on being a city, a shining city on a hill. Mm -hmm. yep. We are not the Christian nation we once were. And this actually fits with our theme that without the devotion to God that our mm. nation should have, yes. we will not be a thriving country. Yep. Without God's perfect word to guide us, we will be nothing but folly. Yep. And I want to leave leave you with this verse. Isaiah 64, 6. But we are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are like filthy rags. Mm. Yep. Yeah. You know, you, you were talking about how 
because we are rotten to the core as a, in America, nothing we try to do <laughs> ends up actually helping. And I think it's interesting. It I just thought it relates well to take the log out of your eye before you try to take the sliver out of your brother's eye. You know, like before right. you try right. to fix, you know, fix other countries, which I don't know if we should be in the business of doing that as a, as a country, as, as Christians, yes, as individuals, but as a country, I don't think that that's right. the government's job to fix other countries. governments. Right. As a church, you know, we go out, we disciple the nations as individuals um, for Christ, but we don't, as government, try to change their governments. But anyways, before we try to do that, we need to make sure that we're solid and that what we're teaching and preaching and as missionaries, what we're trying to do in other countries needs to be solid before we can actually do that. So, yeah. You know, something that came to my mind was when you're talking about taking the log out of your own eye before taking the speck. That's kind of what, like, the, what was the country's name? The the flag, LGBTQ flag being flown over, and mm-hmm. they were protesting. They've yep. already taken that log out, <laughs> and they're, they're, yeah. try, they're trying to take the log out of our eye yep. and be like, no, this is wrong. Yep. Exactly. That's, that's Jamaica. 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 Yep. Wow. Crazy. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that, Jake. Thanks for the deep yeah. dive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you will, yeah, that deep dive will be on all of our free speech platforms. I will be recording it soon, and you will. it should be up there whenever, whenever Bruce gets time to edit it and is able to post it indeed all right thank you very much jake okay um joe do you want to go next all right my news of the week it's interesting so my news report of the week i was like i wanted to do something on national disasters because i things up a little yeah just we've been (laughs) in very much politics and covid and and war now and what came to my mind when um I heard Jacob was talking about the attack in um, Afghanistan. And I'm like, well, what do we have here in our United States that we're out, we're fighting as well as uh, the, what yeah, is going on right, in Afghanistan? Right. Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot more going on for sure. There is. And so within the, the borders of our, our country, uh, Weverly, Weverly, Tennessee – has had a big flood recently within the last couple of days. And so far, the report is, is there's been 10 deaths and 30 casualties wow. as of right now. So, and funny that you say that because, um, or funny thing that we find a great big flood in Tennessee because most of the United States is suffering from a big drought. <laughs> Wow. Never thought you would hear that in Somehow the same Somehow it all week. goes over to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It's funny how <laughs> oh, you goodness. hear that both topics in one right. week. Right. Um, but anyway, so we have a, a nation, uh, yeah, nationwide drought. Wow. And pretty much – and we have 12 um, states that are currently fighting f- some sort of fire anywhere. Oh, goodness. There's way Good too many cities that are – under fires but here's the 12 states alaska california colorado idaho minnesota montana nevada new york oregon utah washington and wyoming wow and currently so far there has been uh four thousand five hundred and eight or four million five hundred and eighty six thousand 155 acres of land that's been on fire oh my goodness that's crazy that is a lot yes (laughs) considering tennessee has stolen all of our water (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) anyway also Uh, it's funny you mentioned about uh about about drought and everything whilst it's raining outside my window oh that's funny (laughs) well i can i can uh I can say I, I haven't had to mow my lawn in three weeks because literally it's just not growing because the grass is pretty much dead. It's so dry. Oh. So and I can attest to that. <laughs> now I'm going to be talking about more water because currently 
Um, Hurricane Henry has striked again in Rhode Island and ta- uh, attacking with 60 mile per hour winds. Whoa. That's a lot. And then um, in our local area, it's just sunny blue skies and the sun is shining. Right. <laughs> and very dry. <laughs> um, but I have a Bible verse that may have hope for some people. I hope. Um, and this comes from John sixteen thirty three, and it, here Jesus is speaking. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So saying that we don't have to put our comfort into this world, into mm. money, into wealth, our home. Right. We have to put our peace and understanding that Jesus will take care of us, even though we are suffering from fires, suffering from war, suffering from floods, cold, hot. We're, there's mm. just, yeah. we don't need to worry about that because Jesus in the end knows what's going to happen. Great. Thank you very much, Joe. You're welcome. Okay, so I'm going to move into my current events breakdown. And to start things off, I just want to read a few headlines. I have five headlines here that are all very interesting, I I think, um, horrifying in many ways, and very important to remember. So the, okay, here's the first line. Fox News demands every staffer working both remotely and in office disclose their vaccination status. So if you are still a conservative watching Fox News, I would highly, highly recommend you you stop. Um, <laughs> Fox News is at this point no better than CNN. The news they report is all slanted towards the liberal side of things. It is just not a trustworthy news source any longer. It is neither fair nor balanced. Um, so <clears throat> that's one. Other one is hospital. Yeah, when I, when I heard about heard about that article i was i was totally surprised and uh yeah i i was my first thought was like oh is tucker carlson still going to be a part of uh a part of fox news because i know he said a few <laughs> yeah. things against um, yeah. the vaccine i and, i hope he ends up moving know. to the blaze sometime that would be so nice if we could get him yeah. off of there yep yep Yep, because he's he's about the only solid guy left on Fox News. It's crazy. Oh yeah, but yeah, the rest Fox News is no longer as good as as people would think they are. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, okay, so another headline, and again, I'm just reading these headlines because I think you get the gist of what's going on just from these headlines. This isn't what I the main part of what I want to talk about. But uh, next headline is hospital removed sick patients from transplant wait list after they refused to get the COVID vaccine. Let me read that again so it sinks in. A hospital, what's the Hippocratic Oath? Do no harm. Removed sick patients from transplant wait list because they refused to get experimental gene therapy jabbed into them. A hospital. We've come to this point now. It's horrifying. Next, uh, father and son arrested face a year in prison for allegedly using fake vaccine cards to travel to Hawaii. Arrested for a year, in prison for a year. What? (laughs) After alleged. Alleged. Allegedly using fake vaccine cards. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, here we go. This one is probably the craziest of them all most horrifying Australian government to seize 24,000 children children and vaccinate them without their parents present in a massive stadium like this sounds like fiction right here this is like Orwellian type fiction I I can't believe this is happening didn't somewhere also make mention that if the children making the um try and get the gender change is a uh child abuse oh yeah that's that's texas yep 
And now this, where are we going to? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Everything is totally confused now. It's a, a world, a world without God's law mm. will be yep. thrown about like uh, <laughs> by every wind thrown of around by every wind of doctrine. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yep. All right. This last one has a bit of a punch, considering we were saying this all along. <laughs> it's funny how we'll say by we I mean most conservative talk radio at least on the blaze um steve dace a lot of people at the fight left feast network all of us like-minded conservative christians have been saying a lot of this kind of stuff we'll say it and then three or four months later they'll say it and it's okay but when we said it we get censored we get called conspiracy theorists yep. we're alex johnson's we're you know like uh, alex jones <laughs> sorry um and it's it's crazy but here's the headline. Major study, COVID-19 vac vaccines less effective against the Delta variant and are now as good as natural infection. And guess what? what? That's what we've said all along. Natural infection is the way to go. What's that called? I don't know. I think Sweden tried a little something like this, right? What, what did they try? Oh, yeah, right. Herd immunity? It's just a little scientific thing that's been used for you know, decades, um, God's natural way of stopping plagues and illnesses from spreading at horrifying rates, natural immunity. What did lawmakers try to do this entire time? Stop herd immunity. No, all the healthy people get in your homes and all the, you know, elderly people. All right. Maybe you can go out and shop at specific times and all this. Stuff. It's like, no, here's what we should have done. The people who are at risk for this stay home. The people who are not at risk for this, which is a huge chunk of the population, go out. Get it. Get natural immunity. Yep. Get herd immunity yep. so that you protect the people who are at risk. And this this fits in with uh, what the Bible says. And it kind of makes sense. Like God knew knew this was this was true because he created us. Yep. But um he says Quarantine the sick. Mm. Doesn't say quarantine everyone. Right. <laughs> it says quarantine the sick. Yep. Yep. Crazy. So, in light of all of that ridiculous news, I wanted to break down. So, I did a decent amount of research. <laughs> um, and I actually uh, sent my research to an aunt of mine who is a nurse, and she verified. Um, that my data is accurate and um, so I figured I'd mention that but what I want to talk about today are alternative treatment options as opposed to getting this experimental gene therapy jab that we know very little about and we're going to talk more about that after I get through the alternative safe treatments okay these are some of the most popular safe treatments there are lots of other ones out there but these are some of the most popular and I'm sure you've heard of most of these. Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C. Top five most popular uh, um, methods of treating COVID-19. Used in different stages, but we're going to talk about that as well. The, the, there are numerous studies, clinical trials, and personal accounts from doctors who have treated thousands of COVID patients that demonstrate the effectiveness of the methods I mentioned above in treating SARS-CoV-2. Now, it's important to remember, this is SARS-CoV-2. Back in, I think, 2003, 2005, we faced SARS-CoV-1. So interestingly enough, a lot of the same things that we use to treat SARS-CoV-1 can be used to help treat SARS-CoV-2. And we're going to talk about those as well. And some of the doctor studies that they've used, they said, oh, well, we use this to treat COVID-1. Let's see if it'll work for two. And guess what? It does. <laughs> so, um, okay. Hydroxychloroquine. Um, and I'll have all these resources. If you send me an email, if you're interested in getting a copy of these resources or this resource list, I can definitely send this to you as a PDF if you're interested in it with all the links and the resources and all everything I did, all the studies. Uh, this is from the Henry Ford Health System. Last July, a study published by the Henry Ford Health System returned with the following. In a large-scale retrospective analysis of 2,541 patients hospitalized between March 10 and May 2nd, 
2020. Across the system's six hospitals, the study found 13% of those treated with hydroxychloroquine alone died, compared to 26.4% not treated with hydroxychloroquine. None of the patients had documented serious heart abnormalities. However, patients were monitored for a heart condition routinely pointed to as a reason to avoid the drug as a treatment for COVID-19. And notice that if you, if you caught that, <clears throat> um, they were monitored for a heart condition routinely pointed to as a reason to avoid the drug, but they didn't, none of the patients had documented serious heart abnormalities. Even the NIH, which I don't trust the NIH, but even the NIH had to admit that hydroxychloroquine is an effective treatment for early on COVID symptoms. And this is what they said. Hydroxychloroquine, HCQ for short, has shown efficacy against coronavirus disease 2019, COVID-19, in some but not all studies. Had to throw that in there, right? HCQ was found to be consistently effective against COVID-19 when provided early in the outpatient setting. It was also found to be overall effective in inpatient studies. No unbiased study found worse outcomes with HCQ use. So in other words, it doesn't make things worse, <laughs> which some people were claiming. Uh, no mortality or serious safety adverse effects were found. It has not produced worsening of disease and it is safe. There are all sorts of other um, resources you can look up at the efficacy of hydroxychloroquine, but hydroxychloroquine itself will not help you. Hydroxychloroquine used in tandem with zinc, and we're going to get into that a little bit later, that's going to help you, and we're going to get into that as well. <clears throat> okay, ivermectin, and this is from the American Journal of Therapeutics, a study by the American Journal of Therapeutics dated August slash or, or July slash August 2021, so this happened like literally a month ago, a little less, says that moderate certainty evidence finds that large reductions in COVID-19 deaths are possible using ivermectin. Uh, using ivermectin in the early in the clinical course may reduce numbers progressing to severe disease. The apparent safety and low cost suggests that ivermectin is likely to have a significant impact on the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic globally. This study demonstrated, here we go, here's the big number, you ready for this? The study demonstrated that ivermectin reduces the risk of death by an average 62%. That's a huge number in regards to a lot of this kind of stuff. 62%. And that's just the average. There were higher numbers than that. That's how an average works. There, there are higher, there are lower numbers. This was just the in-between number. There are higher numbers. Okay, that's ivermectin. Zinc, here we go. This is Neurology Insights. According to Dr. Jennifer A. Frontiera, zinc was used to help stop the spread of SARS-CoV-1. Here we go. We're going back to that, right? And since COVID-19 is caused by SARS-CoV-2, it makes a lot of sense that similar treatments should also apply. So during the early stages of the pandemic last year, Dr. Frontiera and her colleagues started studying the effects of using HCQ to help get zinc into their patient's cells. So that's what they used the hydroxychloroquine for. The, the, the zinc had to get down into their cells, the patient's cells, um, to help with a lot of different things. And the hydroxychloroquine was used to actually carry it down to the cells. So that's what HCQ is used for, to help carry the zinc. Um, let's see. Nearly 3,500 hospitalized COVID-19 patients were included in their study. 3,500. The median age was 64 years, and just over half were male. Frontiera said they found a 24% decrease in deaths using zinc and HCQ. Okay. Uh, ResearchGate, uh, this is something else that I found while researching. Increased intracellular zinc concentrations inhibit. Th this is how the zinc works. I'm sorry, I should have mentioned that before I started. This is actually how the zinc is beneficial to your cells. Um, and there's a lot of like jargon in here that I had to look up and research. Um, but again, th what I have here, the culmination of what I have here, um, my aunt, who's a nurse, looked over this and verified that this is accurate. So, uh, increased intracellular zinc concentrations inhibit RNA-dependent RNA, and this is a weird word, polymerases, and, and that's basically an enzyme which brings about the formation of a particular polymer, especially DNA or RNA. Um, other proteins... Let's see. So it inhibits other proteins essential for the completion of different phases of the virus life cycle. Okay. 
Further, zinc also helps to maintain robust immune responses by producing, uh, let's see, cytokine. <laughs> cytokine are peptides that have a fundamental role in communication within the immune system. So they, they help um, boost that. And by modulation of immune cell activity, both the drugs are FDA approved and are readily available. So, um, so zinc, that is an option. Vitamin C and D. Harvard Health Publishing lists several benefits of taking vitamin D. Again, this is from Harvard. Harvard Medical School. Harvard Health Publishing. They start by saying that people with low vitamin D levels may be more susceptible to upper respiratory tract infections. One meta-analysis found that people who took vitamin D supplements, particularly those who had low vitamin D levels before, were less likely to develop acute respiratory tract infections than those who didn't. They elaborate by saying vitamin D may protect against COVID-19 in two ways. First, it may help boost our, our body's natural defense against viruses and bacteria. Second, it may help prevent an exaggerated inflammatory response, which has been shown to contribute severe illness in some people with COVID-19. Vitamin D, everybody. A natural vitamin created by God, given to us in some of the foods we eat, you know, vitamin supplement that we've been taking for years for lots of different things. Vitamin D can help fight COVID-19. It's literally, there are so many treatment options. It's crazy. I, I only could, I could, I had to compile a shorter, like I had to rein in my research and just focus on these five because there were so many other methods. You don't need the COVID vaccine. There are so many options out there that are tried and true clinically by doctor's accounts, by all sorts of methods. Now let's talk yeah, just because a COVID-19 is very similar to uh, the common flu. Yep. So anything that would help the common flu will most likely it's help, possible. help COVID-19. Yep. Can't really be said straight most across likely. the board, but we, we do know that right. these specific right. treatment options do help because of clinical trials and experiments that have been done. So. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, okay. Really quick. Really quickly. I just want to talk about vitamin C. Um, based on my research, it seems like there are two different methods of utilizing vitamin C to help treat or prevent COVID-19. One is called IV vitamin C and requires the insertion of an IV directly into the patient's bloodstream. According to Oregon State University, the motivation behind this is that it skips the stomach and intestines, then vitamin C in the blood rises to very high levels and very quickly. There are multiple ways this could help the body fight COVID-19. One of those is that very high vitamin C levels may create what's called free radicals that destroy viruses and bacteria. Our body cells have defenses against these free radicals, but viruses do not. Additionally, vitamin C can be taken as a supplement, which would help strengthen the immune system, very much like vitamin D in that regard. So why did I go through all that? To show you that there are options, to show you that the peer pressure of seemingly the entire world to get this experimental gene therapy injected into your body doesn't, it, it's not real. It's something that is fabricated. You, you don't need to feel pressured into getting this jab. There are so many options out there. And if you're curious about that, I would highly encourage you to look up Americans, America's Frontline Doctors. Um, they have lots of resources on lots of the things I just mentioned. So if you or someone you know is considering getting the COVID-19 vaccine, please reconsider. And I'm going to explain why in a second, why I think you should reconsider. But also know if you're nervous about COVID-19, guess what? You have other options, even if, we, even yep. if you're within the uh, you know, at-risk uh, bracket. Um, there are other options and, and you should, you should look into those. You should research those, talk to your doctor about those. And if your doctor doesn't want to hear about it, see if you can find another doctor that will, there are lots of doctors out there. Find yeah. some doctors that are actually willing to try different methods. Um, because these methods have been tried and true. They have clinical trials, they have research, they have studies, they have doctor's accounts. There's so much evidence to back this up. So much data, please reconsider. Here's why you need to reconsider. Okay, the dangers of our current COVID-19 vaccines. This 
is kind of terrifying. First off, ordinarily, a vaccine will go through well over six phases of testing, development, and clinical trials. These phases usually last for several years, and even after all of that, it may still not be it may still not result in a vaccine that is entirely safe. That's always a possibility, even after years of testing. This vaccine, however, has been sped up so rapidly that they barely had time for any clinical trials. Because guess what? We are the clinical trials, <laughs> the people who take this thing. They're the clinical trials, okay? The long-term effects of this experimental gene therapy are yet to be seen. And by the way, the FDA just recently recategorized this as not gene therapy so that now they can market it as uh, a vaccine, even though that's not actually what it is. This is gene therapy. And I even looked that up. The, even the NIH, very deep within their docs, their documentation literally says this is gene therapy. So the FDA changed their categorization, changed what they're calling it, but it's still gene therapy. And you can look that up for yourself. Um, the long-term effects are yet to be seen. The short-term effects are currently being observed and recorded, and none of them look good. According to the FDA, this is literally according to the FDA, and Joe talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago, some of the adverse effects of these so-called vaccines include the following. Um, Julian Baer disease, um, Julian Baer disease, sorry, which is a condition in which the immune system attacks the nerves and it can eventually lead to paralysis. Uh, let's see, convulsions, seizures, stroke, narcolepsy, narcolepsy and cataplexy, anaphylact anaphylaxis, death, pregnancy and birth outcomes, Kawasaki. Uh, Kawasaki disease, which is a condition that causes inflammation in the walls of some blood vessels in the body. Multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. Now, here's what's interesting. COVID-19 barely affects children at all. And yet this vaccine will affect children as a risk of doing that. Mm. And a whole host of other things that I couldn't even pronounce is just super long. If you'd like to see that list, please send me an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. Um, and those are just some of the short-term side effects. We have no idea what the long-term side effects will be. So in conclusion of that very long segment, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, my, con my, my concluding remark is, one, if you're considering getting the vaccine or someone else you know is considering getting the so-called vaccine, please reconsider. There are lots of options. That's my second point. There are lots of options for you think about it take some time just because everyone around you is doing it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do that's called mob appeal and that's a fallacy if you're talking about logical arguments mob appeal is not something we generally look towards right um research it for yourself and i would encourage you to use DuckDuckGo or a browser besides google because google will yeah. not let you see the truth on purpose they're making money from this. They are getting things out of this. This goes very deep. Use something like DuckDuckGo where you'll yeah. actually see more options and more data. All right. Yeah. There's a lot there. <laughs> we could talk for a couple more hours about that, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah. we're already All well right. over our time. Go ahead, Jake. Nope. I, I was just agreeing with oh, Okay. Uh, <laughs> we could talk for hours about all this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the literature of the week, which again is Knowing God. Can I get it lined up? There we go. Knowing God by J.I. Packer. And again, this week we read chapters 11 and 12. So Jacob or Joe, which one of you wants to kick it off first today? You can kick it off. All right, Jake, that's you. All right. So our first question, uh, I don't believe Bruce stated it. But, uh, oh, yeah. Um, what, what did, did you, you find, find most, most interesting about the chapters? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, what I find most interesting and something that I do believe we all know, uh, and this actually might be a part of uh, question two, something we haven't uh, thought of in this light before or haven't realized before, but um, something interesting is that God's words are true because God is the one who spoke them. 
Hmm. We know yep. that without God, we cannot know anything is real or moral or true. But whatever God says will be true because he is the one saying it. God is the one who created the whole concept of truth. He's the one who created the world. He created everything. And so whatever he says is true no matter what it is. Uh, an interesting quote that I found and I thought I would mention is this. Packer states, true Christians are people who acknowledge and live under the word of God. Hmm. Uh, this is kind of going at the people who would say who would say that they are Christian but also say the Bible has mistakes in it. Hmm. Um, yep. if, if you say that the Bible has mistakes in it, then there is it's really confusing as to what you actually believe because <laughs> yeah. I believe you. all of the Bible. Right, right. And so it, yeah. Yep. But that that's all I have for question one. Nice. Joe? Yes. So I, it was also, I found it to be a very good, insightful chapter. Um, just how... God's word is truly the 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 solid rock. It, it's the only truth that you can. How I my um, example that I like to use is how the books. How we haven't had a single book in, in this um, world that is sixty six books long. And it is constantly building on each other. <laughs> I, I can o I, I always think of how there are there's a lot of books that are written, and then three, four, or five books down the series, they want to add a new character, but then now they have to figure out how to tie this in. Right. And there's just a, there's the Bible is so well written. It didn't need that. It, and it's consistent. It's consistent. Yep. It's a whole timeline. It's a right. series. Yeah. You know, Arthur uh, Arthur W. Pink, um, in fact, one of the, oh, here it is, this book, The Divine Inspiration of the Bible. It's a really good book, um, and it's one that I went partially through. I'm still reading through it, but, but it, it literally touches exactly on what, what you just mentioned. Yep. So that's the, the first thing that I, I always have in my mind. But now going back to the book of knowing God, the, the, um, sentence that I thought that I really enjoyed was, and I'm just going to quote out of the book, and it says, He made us with the intention, he as in God, um, that he and we might walk together forever in a, in a love relationship. But such a relationship can exist only when the parties involve, known, involve know something of each other. And it, it's just, it shows that there is a God who created us, hmm. created us for a purpose, created yep. us to have a relationship with him. Yes. It's not a religion. It's a relationship with yes. God. What is the chief end of man, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glorify God and enjoy him forever. Yeah. That that was, that's my point. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Yep. Well, thanks, Joe and Jake. Um, okay, <laughs> Joe and Jake. <laughs> JJ. <All right>. Yes. <laughs> All right, so again, the question is, what did you find most interesting about the chapter? My answer to this is, in chapter 11, Packer discussed what it really means when we say God's word is truth. We use that phrase a lot, right? But what does it really mean? And how, because it is the ultimate source of truth... Men of the Bible who were called by God to preach his word were raised to higher positions. And he illustrated this point on page 112 when he talked about Jeremiah. And his quote is, Jeremiah's call was not to be a statesman or a world potentate, but to be a prophet, God's messenger. And then I guess that's uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 7. How could a man with no official position, whose only job was to talk, be described as the God-appointed ruler of nations? And his answer? Why? Simply because he had the words of the Lord in his mouth. And he has verse 9 uh, there. So the authority of the word of God was um, accented very heavily throughout chapter 11. 
And I think this quote, and this is from page 112 again. <laughs> I, got, I got a lot from this page. Um, I think this quote sums up his argument quite clearly. Packer, while talking about a similar message from Isaiah, said, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire. And that's Isaiah 55, verses 10 through 11. The whole Bible maintains, and this is still Packer's quote, the whole Bible maintains his insistence that God's word is his executive instrument in all human affairs. Of him, as of no one else, it is true that what he says goes. It is in truth the word of God that rules the world and that fixes our fortunes for us. And finally, on page 113... (laughs) Hey, I moved over one page. Woo-hoo. Packer said, <laughs> the claim of the word of God upon us is absolute. The word is to be received, trusted, and obeyed because it is the word of God, the king. So I thought that was very interesting how he, the way he phrased that and pulled from various, uh, you know, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and pulled from various examples. So, um, okay, next, next question. What did you find most surprising? Um, something you hadn't considered that way before so maybe it's something you'd heard before but it was just phrased differently or the way that packer said it was like oh wow i never thought of it like that uh jake you want to go first or joe <laughs> um yeah if, if joe wants to go that's oh. i'm i'm still thinking <laughs> all right go for it jake <laughs> okay all righty so um answer to the question two is uh the statement god is love means that all God says and does throughout the Bible is love. Anything that God has ever done and that will do is done out of a love for his Christian people. Uh, this fits and ties in with what I said. I have said before, that his law is a kindness to us. That if we do not follow his law, we would be under man's unholy and sinful law. And that... and. So, in turn, his law for us is love. Hmm. Nice. Thank you, Jake. Um, yep. Joe? I really didn't have anything that was, like, like sparked out, out differently. That yeah. I was like, oh, I have to do this. Yeah. But I really, really like how, how um, J.I. Packer... Really, in whenever he was talking about absolute truth, the the two points that he made was God's commands are true and God's promises are true for God keeps them, and hmm. those were just two. I like how he just worded it and just bold them, and yeah, those are your main points there. Nice, nice, yeah. Um, okay, well, my answer to this, something you hadn't considered that way before, what you find most surprising. Um, so th- this is something I had heard before, but not worded quite the same way that Packer words it. Uh, since humans were created by God to glorify God and enjoy him forever, and again, that's language from the Westminster Shorter Catechism. I believe that's the first question. What is the chief end of man? Um, When we don't do that, we aren't acting as human beings with free will, as many will claim. We're acting as animals. Um, Packer said on page 114 that our souls were made to run on the practice of worship, law-keeping, truthfulness, honesty, discipline, self-control, and service to God and our fellows. He then adds, we are only living truly human lives just so far as we are laboring to keep God's commands no farther. And that's page 114. No further. Sorry. <laughs> so farther than further. Um, Packer also said that trying to live a, a life apart from God is not humanism, but brutism. And 2 Peter 2.12 relates directly to this when it describes the ungodly. He says, but these like, and here's the phrase, irrational animals, creatures of instinct born to be caught and destroyed, blaspheming about matters of which they are ignorant, will also be destroyed in their destruction. And again, that's speaking to the ungodly who refuse to follow God's word. Um, What sets us apart from the animals is the fact that we were created with a soul and were given the law of God and his Holy Spirit. So I thought that was very interesting, the way he phrased that. 
All right, next question, final question. This has been a very, very long episode. This might be the longest episode we have done yet, but I think there's just so much information here. We just really couldn't shorten it. So much happens. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff to talk about. So I, I'm not ashamed of how long it took to get through it all. <laughs> uh, okay, what part of the reading do you think most applies to the theme of the month? Joe, Jake, who wants to kick it off? Just the fact that, to be honest, that God's truth is truth and hmm. how, again, I guess I'm reflecting back on the point that I made. I tend to do that. Um, but <laughs> Always good to reiterate. Sticks mm-hmm. in the head that way. <laughs> but just the fact that God's truth is true, we can trust in how God is going to provide for us. Oh, there's a, my, the Bible verse. Hmm. Um, but how God through it all he's gonna get through it or we will be able to get through it knowing that god is on the other side of the tunnel if you will yeah and he yep he knows exactly what's gonna happen and god creating us knowing him knowing there's comfort that him knowing our end date yes will definitely um it really helps. Yeah. And yeah. having, being, knowing that we have to, have, or he created us for a relationship is also another thing that comforts us is because in no other religion do you really have the comfort that you can in Jesus Christ. Hmm. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yep. All right, Jake. All right. Uh, something that I think closely relates and ties back to our theme is our souls much like our physical being need god's word in order to work effectively packer compares our souls to our physical body telling us that in order for our bodies to work well and effectively we must eat healthy food and get rest and exercise Mm, he compares that that with our souls saying we need to have the word of God filtered through us in order to make sure our souls are well-fed and nourished. Yes. So in order for our souls and for us to make good judgments on issues, we must be looking through God's word. We must be feeding on God's word. And that is why we must have a devotion to God and his word. Nice. You tied that in really well. I missed that connection, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that section of it as well. Nice. Thank you, Jake. Um, okay, so again, just to reiterate the question, what part of the reading do you think most applies to the theme of the month? Um, my answer is we've <laughs> we've discussed this before, like a lot, but the importance and authority of God's word can't really be overstated. Packer has talked about this in almost every chapter so far. And Packer says on page 113 that the claim of the word of God upon us is absolute. The word is to be received, trusted, and obeyed because it is the word of God the king. And again, I did say that in the last question, but I wanted to tie it in again here. Because his word is the ultimate authority, the word of God the king, um, to be devoted to God above all else, we need to be devoted to his word above all else. Packer said on page 113 that the word of God has stability and permanence as setting forth what he wants to see in human lives in every age. And they tell us the unchanging truth about our own nature. 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And I mentioned Arthur W. Pink again. I'm going to mention his book. Um... uh, A.W. Pink states this well in his book, The Divine Inspiration for the Bible, when he says, Deny that the Bible is, without any qualifications, the very word of God, and you are left without any ultimate standard of measurement and without any supreme authority. Grant that the Bible is a divine revelation and communication of God's own mind and will to men, and you have a fixed starting point from from which an advance can be made into the dominion of truth so just as we're devoted to god above all else we have to be devoted to his word above all else and realizing the the impact and the importance of being devoted to his word so anything else you guys wanted to add no it was good good topic 
All right. Yes. Lots of very interesting information. Well, thank you so much for watching or listening to us again. This was episode five now. So very exciting. We're on our fifth episode already. <laughs> uh, again, you can follow us on all of our platforms at trdshow.net. And you can send us an email and request any additional information from any of us at trdshow at protonmail.com. And we'll see you next week on the next show.